Hello, friends. It's Friday, April 3rd. There are 1,116,662 cases of COVID-19 on Earth, but 228,587 of those people have recovered. It's three days until Canadians can sign up for government subsidy money. It's been two days since an incredibly benign April Fool's Day. And of course, your usual Friday programming is most likely not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening today. Not happening today. So welcome to Not Happening. I'm Jeffrey Garriock here to tell you about all of the things that won't be happening today, and then hopefully lighten the mood with some discussion about where we are in this strange new world, how we're coping, what our future looks like, and what we're spending our time with these days. But first, I'd like to kick things off on a high note. Picture the scene. It's springtime in Toronto. It's evening, but it's not yet night. And there's still the suggestion of sun if you live in a high rise or blue in the sky if you don't. Maybe you're on your balcony if you've got one. Maybe you're just by an open window. It's cool outside, but not cold. Not yet. The time is 7.29 p.m. At 7.30, you hear this. is the daily salute to all our healthcare workers, first responders, and frontline savers of the day. Anytime you want to show your support, get out of your window, on your balcony, stick your head at the front door, and clang some pots and pans so those hardworking folks on the front lines can hear you. They're underappreciated, and it's a really nice way to let them know we're thinking of them, and it's not a bad way to stay involved in your community in a small way. So that's what's happening every day at 7.30. But here's what's not happening today. The global climate strike is not happening. The Toronto contingent would have met at Queen's Park at noon today, but if it's any consolation, a global shutdown of commerce, industry, and air travel are probably doing more for the planet, in the short term at least, than we might have accomplished with a strike. Not that we shouldn't have had a strike. You know what I mean. Buddy Guy will not appear at Roy Thompson Hall tonight, which is a real shame, as I'm a big fan of his. He plays incredible blues, and in spite of his age, he's still got it. He is 83 and slaying it. And of course, the Raptors won't be playing in what would have been quite a big game for them, but we'll get into that a bit more later, as it directly pertains to my guest. So, my guest today is Kat Stefankovic, and she is a jack-of-all-trades and then some. But you might know her best as the digital and in-arena host for the Toronto Raptors. But she doesn't stop there. Kat's also a host on NBA TV Canada and at innumerable events around Toronto. She's a major fitness advocate, which takes shape in her passion for running, being a brand ambassador for Adidas, and being a spin instructor at Spokehouse. She's a social media influencer, a philanthropist, an entrepreneur, and if you follow her on Instagram, a shy but aspiring poet. So, today on Not Happening, I'm talking with Kat Stefankovic, who has joined me from her lovely isolation, probably not too far from where I am. How are you? I am doing okay. I'm very impressed with the pronunciation of my last name there. 
for I worked support. on it. I was going to ask. <laughs> well, very well done. Thanks very much. I, I don't know. I have my name looks relatively normal, but everyone gets it wrong, and it drives me crazy. And I can only imagine how it must be when your name is twice the length of mine. Well, and and I always make sure that I have everybody else's correct because of that, because mine has been butchered um, all my life. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Well, I'm happy to I'm happy to be in the in the small margin of getting it right. <laughs> you did. You did. So okay. Um. First things first. I guess. Is what, where are you uh, speaking to us from? Like, where are you? Where are you joining in from? Uh, my condo um, in downtown Toronto, home sweet home. My office right now, kind of always my office. So that was an adju- an adjustment, but um, right in the heart of the city, the very right the very quiet city. No kidding. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been out a few times uh, just like to get groceries and stuff, and it is a ghost town. Yeah, where where I am, um, like I went out for groceries this morning, and it was quite busy. I think just because you know the population is so dense in Toronto, we're feeling a little a little bit more. Um, but like overall, like I'm waking up and I can hear birds. It's not just traffic. Like going, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's weird. I've got birds here too. <laughs> I, I didn't know we had birds. It's like when I, when I try and describe uh, where I live, how, how dense the city is, I tell people that like, cause I used to have a skylight where I slept and it's like, I can see one star on a good day. Absolutely. You know? And, and like now it's like there's birds and there there's like a breeze and there are other sounds. It's not just the streetcar rumbling past all the time. It's a totally different universe. And and funny you mentioned stars because I looked out my window a couple nights ago. It's been really clear the last few days, which has been nice. Um, and I can see it's I, I'm, I'm going to say it's the Big Dipper. It's the Big Dipper or the Little Dipper. I've never seen that. I don't know if it's just because I have nothing better to do than stare at my window. <laughs> but it's there. So that's kind of a positive thing in the, in the middle of the big city. There you go. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, okay, you said it was quite busy today. Do you think people are taking this whole distancing situation seriously? Uh, some days I do and some days I don't. I was talking about it with quite a few people yesterday. Um just because now that the weather is kind of changing, you know, I think it was 13 degrees today. Um, mm. I, I'm a runner and I was running my usual route on the lake. That's not ever busy. But um, yesterday it was almost uncomfortable how many people were out there. And I understand that everybody needs their fresh air and, and exercise and we're allowed to do that right now. But I was just wondering if like, I'm like, there's, you know, eight people walking together. Are you guys all roommates? Like sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes it's, it's a little bit of an uncomfortable situation, but, um, how do you feel? Um, it depends on the day, like a few times when I've gone to get groceries and I figured because groceries are an essential service, Mm -hmm. they've sort of had to do the figuring out harder and faster than everybody else. Yes. Then there people are lined up out front of the grocery store. They're spaced out. They're used to that. They know where the line is supposed to go. Mm -hmm. You go in and the checkouts are every other one is closed to keep people further apart Mm -hmm. and people if you both turn down an aisle at the same time one of you gets the aisle and one of you moves on but out and about I don't know it's it's like I went for a a walk because we're still allowed maybe Mm -hmm. four or five days ago and uh, I was out we walked past a park and people are coming like so close to us. And now it was the sort of thing where I was like, there's so much park. You have so much room to so easily go a little bit farther, farther. And I'm finding myself walking down onto the street to get out of the people's way. And like, I feel that's, like not everybody's. Yeah. Doing that's it. what I don't understand. The people that are like, I had some runners like running right beside me and I was like, I wanted to say something. Right. Like, are you guys not listening to the news? Like this is a serious situation. So uh-huh. I think over so especially being Canadian, I think we're so conditioned that to look at someone and be like, ah, stay away from me is quite rude. Yeah, (laughs) no, absolutely. And it's, and it's, I, I'm already thinking of what's going to happen when we 
I keep calling it get out of jail. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like, is it going to be awkward to, you know, reach out and sh- shake somebody's hand or I'm a hugger. So like give somebody a, uh, hi, how are you doing? Hug. Like I, I just, I'm already thinking about how interesting that transition is going to be out of this as well. Yeah, no kidding. Like we're already past. I remember the first week or two, people would do the, they'd reach for the handshake and then correct themselves. And we're already past that. People are already just being like, "Mm, hello, hi, nodding from a distance. Yeah. Are we going to have to all relearn intimacy together? Right. Isn't that strange? It is strange. It's strange to think about. And I think the other thing that a friend of mine brought up to me, I was talking to her yesterday, is I know there's a lot of people who are in with somebody and Mm -hmm. then there's a lot of other people that are on their own Mm -hmm. and I feel like the people who are in with someone they at least have them so they have some degree of human contact right but uh, for uh, like it's I think there's going to be a big difference in how some people relearn and how others do you know yeah definitely I I was talking to um my mom and and I she misses that she misses the the hugs and I think it's it's very much like kind of my background where we are you know that kind of culture that hugs and kisses. So she's already missing that and and we're three weeks in. So yeah, no, it's It's very, it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, the podcast is called not happening. And Mm -hmm. so the biggest question that I always like to ask everybody is what's not happening for you. Oh, a lot of things. Um, I mean, you know me, I'm pretty blunt and honest. Um, I am, I'm unemployed right now. Um, which is, which is a huge change for me. I mean, as a creator, um, I'm kind of always have my hands in things and I've been able to tap into, um, some projects that were pushed aside because life was so full prior to this all happening. So, um, I'm still keeping busy. Um, but that's definitely, uh, something that's not happening. Did you know that it was a game day today? Uh, yes, because Google calendar, that's the one thing it hasn't taken out of my calendar. So every Uh, morning I get the, I get the little notification that you have a game that I I have a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, is that hard? Is it like a nice reminder or is it sad or like, how does that make you feel? It's sad. It's sad for me. Yeah. I know they're playing all the reruns of, uh, you know, the playoff run last season. Um, right mm-hmm. now but i've had a really hard time watching them to be honest really, i'm just like eh? i'm just like not ready yeah now, i guess like having been at a lot of the home games are you seeing the home games that they're playing for the first time on tv okay so so i mean let's be real i have watched them like a few times before this <laughs> even though yes i am working the home games but yeah it's also funny to not be in the arena i guess because i people are always like oh did you see this did you see this i'm like no ask me tomorrow after i watch the game when right, i get when right. i get when i get home yeah no it's it, that's probably the biggest adjustment especially because we were coming into you know that big part of the season um I know. Where, where playoffs were just around the corner and uh it was getting really exciting so a lot of people are uh, i've been talking to a lot of my friends who are big uh, sports fans mm-hmm. about how we're we're handling it and one of the ways that i've been trying to manage it is at the beginning of the show i run down a bunch of things that uh aren't happening and decide for myself what would have happened okay so <laughs> how how would how would you have wanted this uh this game against milwaukee to go oh tonight my goodness yeah well they they win yeah, OT or, or or comfortably. Uh, the, you know, let's let's go OT because okay. I like oh. a little excitement. So, and that's exactly Love what it. this 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 run was. So, yeah, let's go OT. Okay, so I'm going to count it as a Raptors win in OT over the Bucks. That's a huge game. That's a huge, great. Huge game. The city goes crazy, Jeff. Right on. Oh, okay, I love it. 
<laughs> Whatever you need to do to stay happy. That's what I say. I know my dad texts me every night when he's watching because he's been watching every single game and he's like, Ooh, about to tune in. I wonder how the game's going to go. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, like I said, whatever you need, Dad. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. With that in mind, then, do you have any fun isolation activities that are helping you out? Because I've been actually having a pretty good time, all things considered. I And you know what? And that's what I say. Like, people are like, how are you adjusting? But my house is my office every day, really, if I'm not out on set or at games. This is office life. So I'm, I've had an easy time adjusting to that, obviously. It's nothing's mm-hmm. really changed. I'm a creator. So I've, I've actually, I've, uh, uh, redecorated my condo. Um, okay, right on. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been writing a lot. That's something that sometimes gets pushed aside too. So I've been able to do that. Uh, reading, uh, cooking. I'm making pierogies next week. First time right attempting it on my own. Um, running has been something that's keeping me, you know, stable right now. Because you're normally a a big spin person, aren't you? I'm a spin instructor. Yeah. So obviously the studio is shut down, but we are actually offering uh, some IG lives right now. So I've done one so far where I've gone into the studio and kind of done a live ride. So it's nice. Yeah. It's nice to still have that. And and it's really wild how many people are, you know, attaching to that. I want to ask you, well, here here I go interviewing you. (laughs) You're you're allowed. No, everybody's saying that it's so important to find a new routine. And I've been playing around with that because I just find I don't necessarily have a routine because my schedule is so different on the everyday. Mm. You know, I'm not having breakfast at 8am every day because sometimes I'm already on set. I'm not going to bed at 10pm all day, every day because I'm already or there's a Raptors game. So I've been playing around with that a little bit, just really getting into routine and see if that kind of fuels uh, my life in a better way. But how about you? Have you uh, been? No, it's funny you say that because like you're the maybe the third or fourth person to say routine is one of the one of the great balancers and equalizers. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm the same as you. Uh, my life is never the same. No two days are alike. I yeah. normally I'm on the road, so I don't know what time zone I'm necessarily in. Absolutely. If I'm filming something that's going to take place at sunrise, often that means I'm waking up at three thirty, mm-hmm. and then I'm having breakfast at four, and then I'm driving to wherever I'm going, and work starts at you know five thirty, like five fifteen. Completely. But, but then you have other days where you're at home doing an edit and you sleep till 11 and mm-hmm. then you wake up and then you work noon to midnight. So, so that's, the, the, yeah, that's my life too. So I wasn't too concerned about, you know, making a routine, even though everybody's preaching about it online on how to, you know, make this time successful from, yeah. from your place. But, um, yeah, I just find that's an interesting conversation too. I've had a few goes at, at different routines mm-hmm. to just sort of see, to try stuff out. Like, so, okay. For example, last weekend, um, I woke up on Saturday at maybe nine or 10. Mm -hmm. So I slept in a little bit and I had for whatever reason, this, this overwhelming nostalgic urge to watch the nineties Spider-Man cartoon. Okay. And so, cause you remember when you were a kid, like Saturday morning cartoons were a thing. That's how they were described. And it was, and it was a comfort thing. Absolutely. So I made breakfast and then I had like a big thing of orange juice and I sat down and I watched Saturday morning cartoons for two hours and I felt Awesome. And then like I, I, I started work a little bit later and I maybe I worked on some stuff from 12 to four or so. But I was like, what if I just treated all of these days like a Saturday? Is my mood going to be like this all the time? Yeah. So this week I've had to go at, at experimenting with that. And it's been good. Yeah. And I really think that this is what this, you know, time is 
allowing us to do kind of pull back from that hustle and, and kind of find the balance between Saturday morning cartoons and going at a hundred percent. Don't you? Yeah. Like I, I really, like I, like I said, I, I haven't been putting things in the dishwasher. Like I've been washing the dishes and I've, dishwasher? Been, I'm so yeah, jealous. and I've been like taking a very long shower without worrying that I have to be anywhere. And it's kind of been really good for me. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like it's so, it, it sounds silly, but it's just been really nice to pull back a little bit and realize that, you know, life's still okay. If you slow things down. Yeah. And digest mm-hmm. things a little bit. Yeah. So, so then, okay. With, with that in mind, can you tell me, uh, one productive thing that you've done maybe today, for example, like what's a productive thing that you're proud of that you're like, yes, I did this. It was great. Yeah, I have been. Okay. So I've <laughs> something that I do every day is I don't pick up my phone till, I mean, I check for texts, anything important, but I don't open email and I don't open like Instagram or anything for at least half an hour after I wake up. Nice. It's just puts me in a way better place. It allows me to kind of focus on my needs before I give, if that makes any sense. For sure. So that's something that I've done that I've continued through this. Um, and then I've been meditating and I'm proud of that. Um, just holding that practice every day too. Is that something new that's since the quarantine or is that no, something you not always at all, did? But it's definitely something that comes in and out because you don't have right, enough right. time, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just, just working on things that'll better myself if that makes any sense i think those are the things i'm most proud of and actually like making a habit of them facilitating good <laughs> habits and self-improvement i yeah, like that because we have the time and isn't it silly and i think again this is one of the positives we can take from that my uh, girlfriend did a new year's resolution i think two years ago now where she found herself putting a lot of stuff to the side saying um i don't have time i don't have time mm-hmm. and she reasoned that i think we all have time I'm just not making it a priority. So her New Year's resolution was anytime she was about to say, well, I don't have time to do this. Instead, she would say, well, I'm not making this a priority. Hmm. And it really helped her reframe all of that stuff. And I think particularly now, while we have time, mm-hmm. I think that that is a really good way of sort of telling yourself what things are important to you. Absolutely. I uh, I always tell people like, you know, people like us where we have a million things on the go. <laughs> Um, when I'm, I guess I'm speaking specifically career wise, but I always say like, make your list and then put three things at the top for this month and, and make those priority. Because I think we can often get, get stuck in that scramble of, uh, again, I don't have enough time because my focus is just scattered. There's too much on the go. So maybe that's something to put up, put three things at the top of your list that that you want to work on this month. Cool. Yeah. I like that. On very much the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, something that I've been talking through people with is what's an entirely unproductive thing that you did that you are happy to let go of or forgive yourself for doing? <laughs> yeah, an unproductive thing that I have done. I think because life is always so full and on the go, I have moments where I'm like, oh my goodness, Kat, you just sat on the couch for three hours. What did you do? (laughs) (laughs) You did nothing, right? And I'm trying to just let go of the fact that that's okay. It's okay to do nothing for a moment and just kind of sit on the couch and be be present and uh, daydream and all that stuff. So sitting on the couch for three hours. Yeah. I mean, what else unproductive have I done? I don't know. I've been pretty on the go. Like... Like just, it, again, those things that get pushed, pushed aside, right? Like cleaning out my den and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's so funny how the simple things of life in life have really 
come to the surface because of this too. Oh, big time. I did a deep clean in my kitchen last week or the week before. And I, I found like beans that I, I had bought in 2012, you know, that were just, they were under something way at the back. Like it was something I hadn't seen in years and years. And so I did a proper clean and oh I can't remember goodness. the last time I ever did something like I that. I know, but how great does it feel, right? Oh, uh, amazing. I mean, the next day I was taking breaks from work to go and look at the cupboards and I just thought <laughs> I'm old. No, no, no. I completely, <laughs> Look at me. Look at the cupboards. I completely relate. <laughs> I completely relate. That's so funny. The other thing uh, that I've, I've been talking to a lot of people about is uh, because of all of this extra time, it's a great opportunity. I don't know about you, but I have a list in my phone of mm-hmm. things that are recommended to me that is miles and miles and miles long mm-hmm. and yet Still, when it's time to sit down and be like, mm, what should we watch or what should I read? I, I find I still barely get through those recommendations. So do you have something I've been trying to go to my list and I've been trying to actually watch these things, read these things, listen to these things. So okay. is there something that you can recommend to me, whether it's a book or a show or a film or any old thing? Ooh, well, I'm a huge reader. So a couple books, maybe? Yeah, sure. Go for it. I always recommend uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Have you heard of that book? Have you read that book? I have heard book? of this. I have not read it, but I have heard the title. Yeah. What's, can you, can you tell me why, why I'm going for The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari? Yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, Honestly, it kind of aligns with what we're going through right now. Um, it's about a lawyer who quit his job and followed a more of a spiritual path, learned about the joy of taking life from 100 to zero and that you can still find joy there and uh, just kind of like live with more courage, balance, which leads to abundance. So it's very much what we're getting thrown at right now. All of us are used, especially downtown, used to the the hustle, right? The go, go, go. Yeah. I find even on days off, like I, unless I'm going to visit like my parents or friends uh, out of town, I still have that, okay, I need to get up. I need to do stuff. Like I, it's mm-hmm. hard for me to, to settle down. So um but now we're forced to take it kind of down to, to let's say 25. <laughs> yeah. People are talking to me about how they have to reframe their whole idea of even being downtown because like if people come downtown for the hustle and bustle, they come downtown to be close to all these things that are happening to be in and amongst all of the madness. And now that there is no madness, a lot mm-hmm. of people I know are saying, okay, well, what am I doing here? No, absolutely. Um, so I, and I've read it like four times. It's all highlighted. Um, I've, I've taken a, a lot away from that book. I, I, are you a, you're a highlighter. Uh, not all books, to be honest, but, okay. um, you know, those books where you're, you're reading and you're like, ah, aha. And you're like, actually like <laughs> commenting out loud, like, oh my goodness, like, yes, I'm going to do that. Those are the books that I take the highlighter to and, and flip through those pages uh, when I need a little reminder or a little pick me up. So yeah. And, so, and you go back to them as well. I do. There's, there's only a, like a handful of books that I go back to, but, um, do you know, Paulo Coelho? Yeah, I'm, I've read The Alchemist, but I will say I wasn't a huge fan. Okay, so I think it takes a certain type of, yeah, person to um, to fall into kind of his teachings and stuff. Very introspective, but um, I'm a huge fan of his works. Those are other books that I'll, I'll highlight. And then, oh gosh, I could keep going. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I had my friend uh, Francesca on and uh, we spoke for 30 minutes uh-huh. and 15 of those minutes we talked about books. Oh, see, have you read? I don't know if you would. So um, Daisy Jones and the Six, it's a book I read last year and I'm ready to read it again already. It's uh, kind of about the 70s drug, sex and rock and roll scene. Huh. It's Yeah, no, I've not so heard of this at all. Great. I think it, they're actually making it into a movie right now. Oh, um, wow. That's another one. And I've recommended it to 
every, everybody and everybody's yeah they said I, oh i read it in two days oh wow okay daisy jones and the six yeah and then um I just got a book like uh, in the mail today called Quiet, and it's uh, about the power of introverts, like in a in a world that can't stop talking. I'm just looking at the t- at the front page right now, which is which uh, I'm interested to get into, just because I consider myself an an introvert. You consider yourself an introvert? See, yes, my goodness, that's why I'm having such an easy time with this whole change. <laughs> well, an extroverted introvert. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so this is something that I've I've talked to a lot of people about, and I find that the way I have to break it down for me to understand anyway is: Do you recharge at home by yourself or when you're with people? At home by myself, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. That's why I say I'm an extroverted introvert. Hmm. I love people. I love socializing. I love like kind of pulling their stories out of them. I think that's what I do for a living. That's why I do what I do for a living too. And I love performing and that's the extrovert cat. Right. But like after a Raptors game, like my friends know not to ask me to go for food. I have to go home and sit on my couch for half an hour and then I'll meet you at the restaurant. Like I, I just need that time to recharge because I, I just I just feel so drained. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I have to give a huge amount when I'm in those situations. Mm-hmm. So so that's why I consider myself an introvert, just recharging uh, I home. I, I, I really like my quiet time. I do a lot of similar things to you. I mean that I'm interviewing people quite a lot of the time, although usually it's, I'm from behind the scenes, but, um, I need then to sit at home and lay down and look into the middle distance and do nothing in order to power up again. Yeah. So maybe that's why we're having an easier time with this. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe, but then I also don't know if I would have called myself an introvert. Okay. You know what I mean? Do you make that declaration over where you go to enjoy yourself or where you go to power up after you've had a great, uh, a great experience? Interesting. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, what part, which part is more defining? I sort of like what you say, the extroverted introvert, but I yes. feel like it's also a bit of a, uh, linguistic problem. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think that's just the best, the, the way I've learned to describe it because I am a little bit of both. But mm-hmm. I, I was going to say I feel more comfortable as the, an introvert, but um, I don't know. I'm going to take that away and write about it and figure this out for you. <laughs> I'll be tuning in for the answer to that. Absolutely. Because I, I, I don't know. Like, that's a that's a, a tricky question for me. I, I don't know when people are like, so are you an extroverted person? I, I would have said, yeah. But then, I mean... I also very much like I'm dealing with this, I think, quite well. And mm-hmm. I'm coming into it from a time where, where things were tricky and <laughs> only like now that everybody is in the same boat, I found it a lot easier for me. And I don't know why, like, but because I'm still like, I haven't left the house in three days mm-hmm. and I feel great. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, are you saying that like work was a little bit slower prior to this? Is that is that what you're comparing it to where you were feeling a little bit more wound up? It was some of each, to be perfectly honest, there was a lot less work. I had like January, February is always my slow season, but it was particularly slow. Mm -hmm. Like it was exceptionally Mm -hmm. slow. And I normally, like last year I was away 150 days Mm -hmm. on various projects. This year I'd been like to East Coast and I'd been to Ottawa, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't actually left Canada for any reason. Mm -hmm. And now it's been six months since I left Canada. And that's the longest I've gone without leaving Canada since 2014. Yeah. 2019 was very hard to see you. 
for yeah, bears. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I did not make that easy yeah. on anyone. <laughs> but but yeah, so like I I also uh, not only was there not a huge amount of work, but then I also was sort of trying to understand my life where I have groceries in the fridge and I live in one place mm-hmm. all the time and I'm not living out of a suitcase. Right. And and yeah, and then my mood was just not excellent because it was cold and dark and things weren't going so great. And um Nothing has, none of those things have changed. Mm -hmm. Like there still isn't travel. There is less work than there was. Mm -hmm. And yet, because like, I I, I don't know, I have a feeling that it's maybe that I'm not missing anything. Yeah. Because we've been forced to surrender. Like we have no choice. And everybody else that I know that does the same type of thing as me is also at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not like I'm not good enough and someone else is going that. and doing the, the thing. The competitiveness mm-hmm. of our industries, like that's really been taken down a notch. Right. So again, it's just surrendering to, to it is what it is. And uh, do you find that you feel pressure to create your own work now? Interesting. So on, on the last podcast, I spoke, uh, to my friend, Bill, mm-hmm. Bill Bell, he's a, a career musician mm-hmm. and we were talking about exactly this. And he was saying that he felt a lot of his friends were under pressure or they felt under pressure to create so they could be hammering content out every single day or every single night, or at least be working on something oh every single day. Yeah. I actually found Instagram so overwhelming and chaotic the first week that we were forced to shut down because yeah. people were just jumping on that. I need, I need, I need to keep working and keep hustling and keep creating. I don't know if you relate to that at all. Absolutely. My, my whole Facebook feed were the, the COVID sessions and the COVID art project and the like, COVID letter exchange. Take a deep breath, guys. Have, have an extra <laughs> cup of coffee. We got time. I don't know. But I'm also somebody that I just do life like that. Like I'm an observer first. Like I, I kind of, okay, stand back, look at the situation. Like I'm not that person to jump before I figured things out. So I, I think we just have to be supportive of the fact that people are going to handle this all differently. So I will, su- I will support your music. I will support everything you're pushing out there, but I'm just not ready to share like you know, with a snap of the finger. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been trying to do, I've been trying to do a slightly different approach. I, I, I mean, I started this podcast because of this whole situation Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to start a podcast. I could never narrow down exactly what I wanted to do. Then I thought of an idea. That idea turned out to be incredibly difficult to the point where I would end up maybe averaging two or three episodes a year. And I thought that's not really realistic if I'm going to do something. So then I saw this as an opportunity where I was like, okay, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to get on board. I'm going to do it every single day. I'm going to be releasing daily. There'll be content. There's going to be a huge demand for content. This will be great. (laughs) Yes. I, and I did the exact same thing where I, I, looked at what everyone else was doing the exact same thing. They're panicking and trying to push stuff out. And like, if that is working for you and if you're happy, mm-hmm. go for it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cause I've seen a lot of awesome stuff come out and oh. I've heard a lot of awesome stuff and that's great. I'm all in favor of same, that. Same. But so the approach I've tried to take for this is I find, and you can tell me if you feel the same way as a creative person, I find that thinking of the idea is the easier part mm-hmm. and st- like starting a project I'm I can start 500 projects a day mm-hmm. but finishing something to the point where I can actually show someone not even like cleaned up polished and shiny but just showable mm-hmm. just offerable to another person I'm so bad at finishing things and so my goal with this was to just do it I wasn't going to overthink about it. I wasn't going to be like, okay, well, I need to have the accompanying Twitter account and I need to be putting out art for each one of these things and it needs to be researched and the format needs to be absolutely A to Z perfect. Instead, I was just like, I'm just going to do it 
and then I'm going to put it out. And that way I will have finished work, even if it isn't amazing work. And there's a very different, but very promising satisfaction in that. Completely. And, I, and it's funny you say that because I was feeling that way too, um, about sharing things on, you know, social media where usually, you know, sometimes I'd sit on it for a couple of days or, and I just feel like this is almost made me a little bit, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't care as much. Like, right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, is that weird? Like, like, am I, braver I, I don't know what the word is but I'm just like very I, I've lost that like perfectionist side a little bit you know when you see somebody who is like putting stuff out all the time and you look at them and you go how are they doing that they're so amazing they put this stuff out all the time mm -hmm. I think this is how they feel I think so too absolutely <laughs> right how many projects like you said are sitting there where you you haven't released them because oh millions I know millions. I know and those are the projects that I'm working on right now because the time is there and and again this is I don't know I just feel a little bit less like I said I, I just I don't I don't care as much about what you think so I'm, <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna ride that like I'm gonna ride it yeah I think, I think that's good because like, I find a lot of the time when I look at the artists and musicians and filmmakers that I love, mm -hmm. one of the big separators that they have is their, either their uncompromising nature or their ego. And mm -hmm. those are two things that I'm quite bad at. I'm always compromising with everyone because I want everyone else to have a nice time. I know. And, same. Yeah. and I have a real trouble when things are about me. And mm -hmm. so I feel like this is sort of a way of crossing that bridge without giving into either of those things. Interesting. Yeah, I was reading something about Aerosmith. They used to have a meeting every week where every band member needed to bring something that they thought sucked to the table. <laughs> and again, just kind of like letting go of that perfection. And they said like more than yeah, most of the time, a, you know, a hit, a hit came from it. So I thought that was very interesting. Really? Yeah. I'm going to pull it up for you because I, I uh, found it quite fascinating. And it yeah, just, it just kind of like aligned with what I'm feeling right now too, where I'm like, I kind of don't care if like, I think it's good. If you think it sucks, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, absolutely. One of the benefits of this environment is that it creates a place where we're all just happy to have done something mm -hmm. because there are so many things we can't do. Mm -hmm. So having done something that isn't perfect is so satisfying, you yeah. know? Yeah. Keeping your body and mind moving right now. I think that's so important. And again, the little things are so satisfying. It's, it's and that's such a fabulous thing because I, I, I uh, am somebody that believes in that. Yeah. All those Zoom calls at night with your friends and family, like taking those two hours and, and playing board games and, and reading, like, I just, I've always believed that um, you can find joy in those simple things, but now I feel like more people are, are tapping into that. And I'm like, yes, keep going, guys. <laughs> yeah. A friend of a friend hosts mm. uh, Trivia mm. Night now every Thursday, and we do it on Zoom. And like 25, 28 <laughs> people are on Zoom. We all we all mute our mics, and then our, the teams get, get on a WhatsApp call so that we can talk without anyone else hearing us. And uh, we do this trivia night and it's about 40 minutes. Uh -huh. We did it last night. Yeah. It was a riot. Two weeks ago, we won. So we were really trying to repeat, but we came second. <laughs> no big deal. We'll get them next week. But afterwards, we were like, hey, would you want to just chat for a few more minutes? And my friends, you know, clicked over to a new meeting. And all of a sudden it was one in the morning and oh we've been goodness. sitting talking for five hours. I did the same thing. I have really? another, another good game is Drawful too. I don't know if oh, you I love, I love all uh, the Jackbox games. Yeah. See? Yeah. So that, I played it for the first time this week and we were, it was literally three hours later. Like that's awesome. <laughs> where does the time go? But you, but like you don't feel guilty after three hours where 
I would never be doing this on a Wednesday night. Like, right. Absolutely. But like, I mean, you know? instead it feels like you found a way to get some of your life back in, you know, completely. I love the way you put that. I, I really, I really, uh, do believe that too. And I hope that, you know, again, when we get out of jail, people remember those feelings and, uh, keep that as a part of their lives too. When we get out of jail, it's funny. <laughs> I keep uh, saying that. <laughs> it's really interesting. Well, one thing that keeps coming up in my conversations and tell me if this has happened to you is how we're going to talk about this period in 15 and 20 and 30 years, because the next generation is going to be asking us, Oh, you, you were in COVID-19. What was it like? How did you live? And like, I did a project two years ago on Chernobyl and I spoke to a lot of people mm-hmm. who lived through that. And a lot of the people who are from the area, they call that period the war. Oh, interesting. It, it wasn't a war. You know what I mean? But they yep. call it the war because that's what they, it felt like to them. And that was a lot of the behaviors that uh, manifested from that. So I want to know, like, are we going to be saying get out of jail? Is that going to be, yeah, when we finally got out of jail, I, I went and did this. I know. I, I, um, I wonder right now too, being only three weeks in, um, if we're still at a point where we don't quite feel the significance of this, does that make sense? For sure. I mean, right now I'm, I'm a person that like, I had to say it on my IG stories because I I find kind of like, I joke around a little bit and find the lightness in things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I said, like, I, I want you guys to know that I understand, you know, the seriousness of this, but I just believe, like believe in keeping things light and, and, uh, trying to find, uh, positivity in our days too. So I'm not sure yet because I don't think I've fully digested the impact this this is going to have. Well, in the interest of ending this on a lighter note, Mm -hmm. the other thing I've been asking everybody to to bring to me is uh, because I think that now is the time for it more than ever is uh, wholesome content. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that has gone by you that you've scrolled past that you've shared that you've seen that was just wholesome and nice that you can share with us? I'm going to toss something out there that's silly. Oh, um, please. Because people have said, Kat, you need to get on TikTok. Okay. Oh, so I okay. did. I did it. I did it. I still have to learn the ways. Let's put it that way. But I was laughing going through the feed on there. People are so creative just have a peek. I want you to have a peek because you'll, you'll feel that it's like little mini movies. I know you're not the first person to recommend this. I've been resisting <laughs> no, because not, I don't know if I'm recommending it, but just like, have a, <laughs> have a <little> peek. <laughs> cause I'm almost like, Oh my goodness. Like you guys are so good at this. I don't know if I belong here. <laughs> like, I, I just feel like I'm, I mean, I just had my birthday. And so I feel like yes. I'm too old for TikTok. No, no. You, you, no? you, I think you do. It's just a different, it's another creative platform. That's what it is. You don't have to dance. Hmm. Don't worry. You don't have to dance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have a problem with dancing one okay, bit. Please it's... dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll have a look. Maybe. I, I think I'd... you'd be blown away by, by the creativity on there. It's, it's the stuff that it's I've, I've seen that leaks out into the outside of TikTok has been brilliant. Yeah. It just, it, I literally sat there last night. I couldn't sleep. And, uh, I think I was on there for like an hour. The one of those, uh, sitting on the couch doing nothing moments. So, wonderful. Uh, so yeah, no, I, uh, yeah. Have a browse. Let me know what you think. <laughs> okay. Will do. Well, thanks so much, Kat. I really appreciate you coming and having a chat. I've, I've certainly enjoyed it. I hope you have. I have. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always good to talk to you. Right on. Well, we'll make a point and try and do it again sometime. Maybe, maybe we, I can get into a game of drawful with you. That'd be great. Oh, I am down for that. We need, we just, need a couple more players though, because I tried playing last night and you need three. 
<laughs> okay, I'm sure we could rustle up at least three. Uh, I at think we can manage three. that. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I'm just bad enough at drawing to make it uh, to make it interesting. Oh, it's so much fun. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's Friday, April 3rd. This is Kat Stefankovic, and this is not happening. 